You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 563, five years later, part 10, Roxas Strikes. And welcome to episode 563 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Decade Dad Lad, because today my daughter just turned 10 years old, which is ridiculous. Oh my god, I'm old! Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh. A whole decade. That child cannot grow anymore. I refuse. I refuse. It's okay, Darren. I've told her. I told her that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put the law down, did you? And, and so that she knew I, I meant it, I also put it in her card. So oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we're we're all done with that now. <laughs> but we uh, we we just had an awesome uh, vacation up at a cottage on Lake Simcoe, and uh, got to uh, got to see uh, all of the burbs, as uh, as as Jen is fond of saying. Um, but we would get up each morning uh, before everyone else woke up, and Jan and I would just head on down to the dock and uh, and watch the birds, and we saw. Uh, blue herons, uh, a whole ton of them, and which was really cool. And so we did a lot of that, and we did a lot of uh, real, really just relaxing. And so then, but then yesterday, that was all over. We got back, and it was like birthday party time. And Woo, uh, so I took uh, I took five kids with me to see uh, Spider Man Far From Home. And nice. uh, they were instructed. It's like you're going to the bathroom before the movie starts because I'm not taking <laughs> anyone to the damn bathroom. Uh, and uh, and I said, do not wreck anybody else's enjoyment of the movie by being, you know, jerks. And uh, so that worked. Um, and then uh, after we left there, because they were all hopped up on goofballs, I had them run a couple of laps around the parking lot. That, that's a candy, right? <laughs> had them run. Yes. Had them run laps uh, uh, just so when we got home, because they were all staying over. <coughs> Um, you know, it's like, we've just got back from vacation. I'm exhausted. <laughs> you guys are not going to wake anyone up. And, uh, so, uh, so I had them get their yayas out a little bit and, um, and then I made the best waffles ever uh, Ooh, today. Really? The waffles turned out perfectly. Um, Ooh, nice. and, uh, and that was, that was, that was, were they yes. slightly raw in the middle? Sir. You don't. No, no, no. You guys, they were they were nice and golden brown, and uh, and, so and no, you, they weren't because that's just wrong. Um, so you oh. did not have a soggy bottom, is what you're there saying. There was no soggy <laughs> exactly, and uh, so so we did that. We had uh, you know the, re- the remainder of the kid birthday party this morning, and then family birthday party this afternoon, and then I had to go get the dogs from uh, the people who were taking care of them. So I made it back just in time. <laughs> Over to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I am Darren Noel, and I guess tonight I am getting ready for a weird week. My mom's going in for a tune-up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which means we're, we're changing some hardware, so I'm going to be yeah. taking care of her most of the week. Yeah. So, yeah, good times, good times. So Tuesday, I'm going grocery shopping, making sure I've got everything in the house for a few days. So she can relax without having the grandkids like jump all over her, you know, <laughs> so it'll be nice and quiet. She can sleep and you know, everything hopefully will be hunky dory. Yeah. So 
There you go. And over to you, sir. Hey, everybody. This is Travis Ellisor, and I am Stupid Movies Lad. Okay. Um, so, a few days ago, uh, some friends of mine, I walked up, and they were having a conversation about Thor, and they were talking about the whole worthiness and the hammer. Yeah. And I heard a little bit of it as walking up, and I was like, oh, I bet I can add to this conversation. I've read quite a fair share of a Thor comic comics. Yeah, I, let me tell them how it is. So, you know, I went on to explain about when he was unworthy and when he was worthy and what all that entailed. And they were all kind of staring at me blankly. And oh. uh, then they were like, what movie was that in? Uh, and I was uh-huh. just like, oh, man. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But that's why I'll... you were able to have a rational conversation with them, Travis, because they're not comic book fans. <laughs> oh, my God. Fact. <laughs> I can't believe they let Natalie Portman be Thor. <laughs> How dare they? She doesn't even look like she wants to be there. Look at her. <laughs> she is bored. Yeah, I tell you, this this past couple of weeks, and we're going to get into it, but this past couple of weeks has been something else on the interwebs, has it not? Many, uh, many knees jerked. I, th- I think it happens all the time. I just it, think that usually it's it, not it about stuff we're as concerned us. with. <laughs> all right, James, move on. Okay, on to you, Jim. Done. Hey, everyone. I am Jim Purcell, and I suppose this week, or at least today, I am got-out-of-work early kid. That's why I'm here. Uh, I was scheduled for 2 to 10, but I managed to bounce at uh, 7.30, so I got here on time. I deal poker, so we're kind of our... our, um, our staffing is kind of fluid because it's based on how many people are actually there playing. Yeah. So we were kind of slow today. So got out, which is sweet. One of the perks of my job. There you go. Very nice. Poker. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of which, uh, uh, Michael is not with us today because he's on a mission, not in deep space, but on the planet Ventura. Um, And uh, (laughs) so best of luck to him. Um, but that said, he's been sending us stuff, so <laughs> he's been messaging us constantly. Folks. Yeah, he's very, yeah. very worried. He's very worried we can't do this without him. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sweet in a way, uh, yeah, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Legion News, I'm sure there's nothing. Oh, wait, there was oh, stuff, wait. there was there's actually. <laughs> There was actually <clears throat> talk of the Legion on network television. Let's what? let's hear a bit about it. America knows. Uh, you've been tweeting about this, uh, and you've been saying, "Long live the Legion." Yes, long live the Legion. Uh, again, uh, I know what that means, or certainly I know. I think what I know what that means. Uh, you are going to take on uh, the Legion of Superheroes. Yes. Now, for people who don't know what the Legion of Superheroes are, because they have been off the shelves for a while. This is, for people who know, in yeah. the know, the greatest superhero team of all time. This is, this is, and also one of the most dense, complicated, I mean, here's, uh, I guess there's, what is it, what were you saying today, 34 different yeah, characters? Yeah, 34 characters, it's like a Robert Altman movie with yeah. superheroes, <laughs> like, uh, but um, it, it's, like, for everyone, like, for people who think they've seen it all, like Avengers Endgame, it's, oh, oh my god, 
for people to know, you ain't seen Legion yet. That's Legion's very exciting. And yeah, I will say so. from this photo, uh, Ryan Sook, uh, one of my favorite artists. It's so exciting, yes. uh, the two of you working together on this. This is Ryan Sook and Jordi Belair uh, put this together. These are all the redesigned uh, Legionnaires. People haven't seen them in a while. We're going to bring them back. And what these characters do is that they, they live a thousand years in the future from us. It's a thousand years from now. So good news, there's a future. <laughs> and that's a good, that's a very that's good news. It's a yeah. thousand years from now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and they all these teenagers have gotten together to live the ideals of the age of heroes. They want to be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and so they they're <coughs> living what they think is the best version of us. Well, I think we should all take a cue from them. Yes. And it is wonderful to have you here Thank as always. So Thanks much. for being back on the show. So you remember the last time that they talked about the Legion on uh, on a network uh, TV late night show? Me neither. I couldn't uh, tell you the last time they talked about it on Newsarama. They, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, mic drop. Dang. They, they did seem to squeeze it in the last minute, though. They did. Well, yeah. Well, but he had a few fair, things to talk about. Yeah, to be fair, it was a five-minute segment. Ooh. Right? And, um, and so, uh, so, yes, it was in that last minute, but... Again, um, you know, that's after he talked about Miles Morales, who was in an Oscar-winning movie, and uh, and Superman, who I think is something about him. Great, great to mention. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so I gotta say, I can um, I can totally give him uh, give him credit on on, on that. Um, you you gotta leave with the character everyone knows, and then go into yeah, the yeah, but obscure. but but so the thing Miles, that they ended on. Miles, but, Superman, this. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I the, get it. The thing that they ended on is the Legion, and I think that's significant. And uh, and and I think he's got a good view of, of what they are, you know, of, uh, of, of trying to sort of bring the, uh, the ideals of, uh, like he says, the ideals of the Age of Heroes uh, into the future and, uh, and trying to be the best, uh, the best of us they can be. I think, you know, that... that you know, I th- I think he he really kind of gets that that vibe of of they're not, uh, um, you know, a group of 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 angry heroes seeking vengeance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah, well, you know. What do you and, mean? And I'm so, not invisible. So they get that it's something different, and you know he gets it, and that's great because, <laughs> being that he's the guy who's writing it. Um, so what? One of the things they did is they showed. Uh, uh, sorry, any thoughts on some of the things he said? Any, any anyone? Just I, I agree with you. He he gets them. Yeah, it's future hope, and right now we need a little bit of that. I think <laughs> too much dystopia. Yeah, not enough utopia, and and the pendulum is beginning to shift that way again, which is a good thing. Uh, absolutely, and it, you know, so to have some 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 positivity to it. And, you know, I mean, even the picture, you know, people are smiling in it. Huh. Oh, my God. Superheroes smile. Isn't that nice? It's something. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> so we're going to post the picture up. Well, I mean, the post, I, I mean, the picture's already up on the, um, on the, on the site. But, yeah. per, but perhaps if you could pop it into the comments for this episode when it, when it goes up tomorrow and people can kind of look at that. Yeah. Uh, that, that'd be awesome. <clears throat> Um. <clears throat> all right. So let's start at the bottom row. Okay. Um. So obviously, Cosmic Boy, we we were all pretty sure of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Element Lad, the E was confirmation enough in the uh, in the ring picture. 
Um, next to that, we have Light Lass. Now, this is the one oh, we were saying. It kind of re- resembled Dove in uh, costume-wise. I think you yeah. skipped somebody. Oh, did you, I? You skipped the invisible kid that is there. If you look at the bottom of where those stairs are, there's some yeah. distortion, like, feet are so, there. Oh, wow. You're missing a line, and then there's, like, something else there. It looks like that's an invisible kid. Okay, just that is cool. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. That That's great. That, I, I love that. Um, um, yeah, so Light Lass. Uh, Ultra Boy we had picked out as probably being the guy with, with that hair. Yeah, uh, on the really uh, ring cover. Of, yeah, couldn't they, see much yep. else of, of him in that. I'm just uh, flipping I just wanted to, to say it. his his his, uh, his emblem looks a little bit more bird-like. Yeah. I don't, don't know no, if that's a thing. It, it looks way more bird-like now, so... Someone, someone's at some point speculated that Joe might be like a a, a, a future Hawkman reincarnation. Oh, yeah. why not? Hmm? Interesting. So that, that was just something somebody spitballed once because his because uh, his uh, emblem always kind of looked like a bird. This looks more like a bird. So. Yeah, I mean, it was always it meant to be like the space dragon, right? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, of course, right. Yeah. Ultra energy beast. Exactly. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, of course, Wildfire, that was an easy one. Um, we got the buff Matter Eater lad, and then an equally buff Timberwolf. Is it me, or do they look like brothers? They, they do have similar builds. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I find it interesting that they paint, they put both of them together. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. So. I, I just find it interesting they made Timberwolf that shape. He's just kind of, I always kind of see him as like a, uh, kind of a thin guy because he's he's flexible. More of an acrobat. More, more acrobat. live, yeah, sort of or agile. This guy's definitely going more strength build. Well, uh, one we got, other we got thing. To see what he could do. We don't know what his powers have been. Changed. I, I, I'm going to assume that um, over here uh, next to Timberwolf, it, we, the silhouette figure is the uh, tw- you know the uh, the thousand year old uh, woman. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. All right, going up to the next row, we we were correct on Dream Girl, the sort of mm-hmm. uh, Sam esque uh, Dream Girl. Oh. Uh, Monel, well, he was that was kind of a gimme, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah. Saturn Girl, I gotta say, in context, the costume's growing on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks better here than as a flat picture yeah 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 I, I think that's it that's it exactly it, it just given some depth it makes more sense uh star boy uh, again that was oh wait sorry i'm i'm uh i'm yeah, acting as though this, this is an official labeling but i think likely yes uh someone yeah, next... he's unknown but we think star boy yeah yeah the, uh, the star pattern on his uh uniform yeah ex- exactly exactly and then unknown next to him yeah, we're thinking now that's shrinking violet. Oh, mm. interesting. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Just because of the the green mm-hmm. and uh, and the purple. We we don't purple kind of violet. Yeah, but she also she's the only major female character that's missing from the original run. True, that, true. that is not spoken for. So yeah. it's like, hmm, maybe I, that's her. And I know, Darren, you had a list of the un, of the uh, ones we hadn't. S- had confirmation of yet and so let's get to that after we do this sure, sure. um then of course there's superboy uh brainy and again we suspect Fa- phantom girl lightning lad 
who seems to have switched uh, colors with Bouncing Boy. <laughs> and Light Lass is that same color too now. Oh yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That's so cool. see that well, well, they did say that this is not a final image, right? It wasn't a final image. Yeah. Exactly. So there's still changes well, to it, be made. It's, it's weird because I'm pretty sure he was white on the ring cover. So that's probably yeah. going to have to get changed before actual publication well, too. Yeah. Which one of these is coming first? We don't. Uh, I'm pretty sure this point. is from issue number two. This spread. Well, and that was the cover to issue two that right. we saw earlier. So. Yeah, exactly. Until it's actually released and we have it in our hands, we don't know. It's don't yeah. Know. You know what? Yeah. That is a thing that 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 they that, are. I think they're toying with us a little bit. Here. That that Jordi. Yeah. Well, maybe. And that Jordi Belair. He's her. Her. Sorry. She. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, she's, um, adept at, uh, switching stuff out with the colors. You know, it's all done on, it's all done on computers now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a redrawn head or sorry. What I mean is, uh, I don't know. I think they redrew the head because it, the head stands out to me from like the rest of the image. Like it's well, more, yeah, her neck like, is really tall. <laughs> so wait, what? Oh, her okay. neck is really, uh, tall. Like I'm a lightning lad's head. It just kind of stands out to me like it was redrawn. Hmm. It's like the line weights like boulder, at yeah. least to me. He's, he's definitely possible. missing the red fauxhawk thing that he had. Oh, that's right. right. That's gone. So, yes. So if this is a complete redo, it's a complete redo from what we saw previously yeah, on that. Point. Other that's a cover. really good point. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. So, you know, it makes me go. Eh. I have a feeling that this Legion's appearance is going to be constantly in flux. And that's kind of the point. Yeah. So. It doesn't exist until it's in a book. So Exactly. Sure. All right. Uh, we have uh, um, the three, tri- uh, either Triad or, girl. or Triplica Girl. It, maybe they'll just retype uh, Triad if they need to. Um. <laughs> I, I like how they've gone back to the color scheme thing, like from the, yeah. the reboot. And I, I like that they've also gone to it with the hair. Yeah, yeah the hair. Yeah, that's like just... from the cartoon. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And uh, someone pointed out that they uh, they kind of mirrored the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Replace. I... Uh, you know, it's like the yellow one would have to be black haired with the green outfit <laughs> and right. then change the blue into blonde and you'd have the Powerpuff yeah, Girls. Yeah. It, it, it's probably projecting, but it does seem like they have different personalities. Oh, yeah. Uh, based on the poses. Yeah. One's happy, one's kind of shy, and the other's like, I'm going to fight you now. Yeah. yeah. It looks like so. Yeah, I like the look. That's neat. Uh, and, of course, Dawnstar. Uh, and, and it seems they're leaning further into the... Uh, in into the native uh, heritage uh, with the mm-hmm. costume there, which is cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it looks nice there. Um, now I think this is Radiation Roy, the green one on the, the Skeleton row up the Skeleton, yeah. the Skeletor. Well, I'm chem- thinking it's Chemical King. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll I'll be interested to see how that one plays out. Um, and, it, and I'm going just by he's missing. Yeah. And this is the color scheme of Chemical King's costume. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see how he could be in a suit that prohibits the chemical reactions of his body from getting out, kind of like human bomb or something. Absolutely. In, in a redo. So uh, we're just going to have to wait and see on this one. It could very well be like an atomic skull kid or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was the other <laughs> one that, that occurred to me is, yeah. Uh, then, of course, uh, Shadowlass and... Yep. 
inexplicably and Dr. Fate next to her. Dr. Fate's hanging out. What's up with that? <laughs> Which, that Naboo mask, I mean, there's no problem with it surviving all yeah, that time. absolutely. Yeah. It's an artifact. And that was one of the big problems of the Legion, right? Where's all that 20th century stuff now that it's the 30th century? And, and, and think of what the last series that Levitz did mm-hmm. is Dr. Fate. Where's where are the Amazons in the 30th century? Interesting. <clears throat> you know, they never appeared, right? Yeah. Will so. we see more? Will we? Yeah. Uh, then we've got Sunboy. Yeah, we think. Yeah. Yeah. Some uh, kind of gold, gold lantern. Or, uh, yeah. Was that? Sorry. I'm Sorry. What was that about Sunboy? I was just saying, or Inferno, you know. Could mm, be, yeah. 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 We don't, we don't know what the, the nomenclature will be. No, no idea. Oh, well, some of the names have been revealed for official. Well, everything's supposed to change, but I think he's going to stick with the boy last stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, just a gut feeling there. And who's that next to him? Is we that don't an, know. An, no, that's another unknown. Some kind of gold lantern. Interesting. I would say probably so. Probably Ron Vidar. Yeah, it could or, be. Sure. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, White Witch. Bouncing pretty boy, certain. with that with that magic wand she's got, yeah, pretty sure she's a witch and now. the gem and everything, yeah, yeah. Um, and then bouncing boy who was black with Jacques' hair and hair last time we saw him, yeah, and now white dude. Now he's the most traditional of all the designs. Pretty yeah, much. totally, totally. Um, so it's like what? Because that Chuck. Save for Brainy, basically. <laughs> yeah, Brainy's kind of tra- traditional. Yeah. Um, Projectra. Mm-hmm. Um, and Karate Kid. Um, then we've got Chameleon Boy. Up above him on um, um, Co- uh, Colossal Boy's shoulder um, is is up for grabs. Yeah, he's 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 definitely new, or he's a radical redesign. He's got some kind of animal motif going yeah, on. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I, I'm wondering so, if he's like a. I'm wondering if he's like a great disaster beast person. Is my working theory could be because that's a thing if they continue some of the stuff from yeah. uh, Electric Warriors. Oh, there's also oh, okay. um, old Legion characters, Beast Boy from the Heroes of Lalor. Yeah. And Animal Lad, who I think was a Legion tryout at some point. Yep. So, I mean, there's a lot of options for that character. Absolutely. Colossal Boy, again, a fairly traditional... Um, mm-hmm. Red and blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and he's one of the ones who had the most co- uh, uh, costume changes. Um, and, of course, he's doing the bunny ears over Block. Poor Block. Poor Block. Will he ever win? And I'm just going to assume that the uh, the mechanical things, instead of cameras, which everyone else thinks they are, I'm hoping we get four Quizlets. <gasps> you, you mean you mean uh, quadra Quizlet? Yes. Quadra Quizlet. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> that is awesome. What, what if Skeets and Quizlet met and had babies? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Could that squizzlets. happen? <clears throat> It'd be squizzlets. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 
you seen the whole team together? I, I kind of, I'm kind of digging. And this it. is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, counting triad as one, ten, yes. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 of the 34 characters. He uh, says yes. He's using. Yeah. You yeah. counted Invisible Kid? I, maybe I didn't. So maybe 32. Yeah. Maybe. And and yet again, that he said thirty four for the beginning lineup. Yeah. And think about this though, uh, 32, 33, 34. So uh, so it could be you know if you're counting the 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 trips, as, counting the uh, individual trips as individuals, it, yeah. it is thirty four. And and that's just going off what he said about you know this being thirty four characters. And I think that's where you get kind of the uh, the yeah maybe that you know that look and there's Invisible Kid, and. Um, so everyone, everyone can be like, "There's only um, uh, thir- thirty-three uh, characters so. on uh, the picture, and he said thirty-four. <laughs> so I think he's lying because this is the conspiracy of them lying to us." Well, um, you know, uh, the Legion can only have twenty-five active members at any time because in the, con- in the Constitution, you can't change yeah. the Constitution. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So there we go. All right. Yeah, things have changed. Clearly, things have changed. Yeah, absolutely. And and hey, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that isn't it a good thing that yeah. we get new stuff? We you know why does everybody else get all the new toys? Right. Well, so we will see. I think- I, I'm I'm hoping that this turns out to be and, and the designs are growing on me. You yeah. know, the first, yeah. at the first I was like, you know what, eh. but you know now that I'm seeing them less staticky. Yeah, they are growing. Yeah, up. so that's helping. It does make a world of difference, doesn't it? Just having yeah. that um, that that context and again that depth. It's the difference between remember the old Ohatmu that was like the the three ring binder ones for the game that they came out with, where we'd have the character standing front and then the character standing at yes. the side, character standing in the back. Yeah. That gets after a while yeah and i think that's why who's who did such a better job at that because you've got a dynamic pose of the character and dynamic Typical. pose is the key right and that's yeah yeah, yeah i think you know again that's that's kind of an important thing to well to any um comic image really is the the idea of something dynamic it's a visual medium yep um it is. Uh, I don't com- like him, uh, Sun Boy, White Witch, Stare Down, whatever's going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are purposefully looking at each other here. It's like, hmm, interesting. Well, a, a lot of people were trying to like draw like relationship stuff from the image because characters' closeness and who they're next to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, too- mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's a little too early to start like really yeah. speculating on that. Yeah. But, uh, it's all very much in flux, but um, further to what you were saying, Jim, about the uh, uh, possibility of a lantern uh, from uh, CBR the other day, or just yesterday, actually, EC's Legion reboot may, now this is all speculation as well, but since we're speculating, why not 
Why not speculate? Why not talk about speculating? Um, uh, DC's Legion reboot may bring a lantern to the 32nd century. The distant future of the DC universe has long been defined by the Legion of Superheroes, a team of superpowered teenagers gathered from far-flung worlds to protect the universe. Notably, by this point in history, the Green Lantern Corps has either ceased to exist in, uh, or, in an earlier continuity, was banned from operating on Earth. However... The upcoming Legion of Superheroes reboot is poised to alter DC's future with a new take on the 61-year-old team era that includes a lantern, only not necessarily a green lantern. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I, I just looked it up. It's His symbol looks very similar to the yellow lantern, lantern corp yeah. symbol. So although many elements of the Legion were seemingly wiped from continuity with the New 52 reboot. Uh, much of it was restored with DC Rebirth, which teased mysteries involving those teenagers from the future from the get-go. They'll long last make their return in Legion of Superheroes Millennium before taking a, uh, making a leap to a new ongoing series by writer by Brian Michael Bendis and artist Ryan Sook. Superboy, that is John Kent, will soon move to the future to join the team in the 32nd century. Bendis appeared Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? I thought it was Thursday. Did I tape the wrong one? I mean, not tape, but you know. Um, I mean, I've seen it on YouTube now, so what do I care? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. To, which Thursday. One? Okay, thank you. Uh, which, um, uh, to preview the new series and debuted an image of the entire roster. Among the familiar faces and new heroes, and by the way, we may learn new stuff because they also did, he also, uh, I'm, I'm guessing maybe in the next few days they'll put up the, um, uh, Late Show uh, podcast, which uh, has a bit of the usually they will you know pour, play a portion of of uh, the interview. They'll play the interview and then they'll have a backstage interview where we might get a bit more. And I believe they said that this one was recorded with uh, Michael Shoemaker, who of course is no stranger to the Legion, having written some uh, so, some stories before. So it'll be very interesting to see. Um, Woohoo! <clears throat> anyway, so um, <clears throat> uh, super oh oh Superboy uh, yeah blah 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 uh, among the familiar faces and new heroes, one character in particular stands uh, just over uh, Superboy's right shoulder is a figure wearing a mask, not unlike uh, Hal Jordan's or Kyle Rayner's. Uh, they, they would seem to be different things to me. Um, oh, yeah. Masks are relatively rare among the Legionnaires and a color scheme like that of the Sinestro Corps. Uh, however, his element, his emblem doesn't correspond to the Sinestro Corps. That coupled with the historical lack of lanterns in the area makes for an interesting possibility. Um, before the events of Crisis on Infinite Earths, the Green Lantern Corps were revealed to be banned from Earth because of the actions of the renegade Universo. He had a son named Ron Vidar who developed the Time Cube, used frequently by the Legion, to travel through time. Immune to his father's hypnotism, Ron aided the Legion on several occasions to stop Universo and even became an honorary Legionnaire. He was also recorded, uh, recruited by the Guardians of the Universe to be a covert member of the Green Lantern Corps, a secret he kept from even the Legion. However, when his identity was eventually exposed, he left Earth, and following the uh, um, Zero Hour reboot in 1994, Rond was no longer depicted as Universal's son or a Green Lantern. <clears throat> um, 
In the 31st century, depicted in uh, 2008's Final Crisis Legion of Three Worlds, there is no longer a Green Lantern Corps, always effectively a massive graveyard on which Sodom Yat lives as the last guardian of the universe. And Mogul has been long dead, meaning there's no way to uh, distribute Green Lantern rings across the universe. In that series, uh, Ron, uh, Ron Vidar was the last Green Lantern until he, he was killed by Superboy Prime. Seems likely the Lantern in the new Legion of Superheroes it, Ross, roster is a version of a version of Ron Vidar, which suggests there's no ban in the 32nd century. However, we're left to wonder whether the Green Lantern Corps still exists in this new far-flung future, and precisely what kind of Lantern he is. Legion of Superheroes Millennium Number One lands in stores September 18th, followed by issue two on October 2nd, and the launch of the ongoing Legion of Superheroes in November. Huzzah. Indeed. Huzzah. Huzza. Yeah. So, um, also, um, sorry, just, uh, yeah, it's just the Tommy Tomorrow thing, which I think we already talked about. So, so there we go. Um, I, I love that I, I had set up this, um, I had set up this, uh, um, news alert. Uh, that had really not been bearing fruit for a long, long, long time, and so it's nice. To see <laughs> and then stuff. suddenly, bam! And suddenly, much stuff. So mm. there we go. Hey, so, go ahead. I also say, and I think part of it, Darren had talked about uh, when we look at this image. When the last time here were the members, and yeah. Darren was talking about who was missing. I was just thinking, oh, yes, yeah, pre pre nineteen eighty, anyone. Introduced in the 80s, not counting them. The one person I'm really noticing missing is Pharaoh Lad. Yeah, yeah. Pharaoh's missing. Yeah. Well, he's probably already dead. Or what? But why? Why? Why would he need to be? Yeah, not necessarily. <clears throat> yeah. I you think might, if you introduce him, you simply. <laughs> oh. If you introduce drink. him now, you're kind of like putting that preordained fate on him. But you know, this is a brand new ball game. Not necessarily. Wait, preordained fate. Maybe that's who he. <laughs> I kid. I kid. I kid. No, no. You, you, you raise a good point. I mean, you know, all, all bets are off here, right? I mean, I know that there's been talk about, you know, is it, you know, is also, it quote unquote like, our legion, you know, or, or. And we were talking about it before the show started. If you, if you read. The Levitz Giffen Legion, and that was your legion. Your legion ended in 1988. Yeah. It just did. Five years later, is practically a reboot. I'm sorry. It's practically a reboot. And lo and behold, you got two reboots in the first five issues. Well, yeah, except for the fact that you'd had Prody as Lightning Lad all the way through before. I know. It's, yeah, just, that, it's, it it's easier to say because Michael's not here. <laughs> I know, right? That and, is canon but, now. But that is not as... <laughs> Hold on, here comes a message from Vegas. Stop it. Stop it, all of you. No, no. <laughs> but, but, it's easy. And we also don't have Polar Boy or any of the subs in this image. Yeah. Either. And both Polar Boy and Night Girl had joined, and so had Chameleon Girl, supposedly. Yep. Right? So, so there's that. We don't much... have Tyrock. Shut your mouth. That's true. He's the other one pre 1980. Yeah. Yeah. And we and we don't have Jacques. As and then again, we may have a couple members who are not in here for our count was correct. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So and there's of course, any any of those extra characters, and I don't mean extra in a bad way. I mean any of the non traditional analog characters from the reboot and the three boot. They're not here either. Yeah. And there, I, no quantum kid bothers me. 
She's awesome. She should be. She should be in it. Hey, there's, you don't know. there's no Gates. There's no Cat's Paw. There's no Dragon Mage. No excess. No excess. No reflex. Oh, I mean, um, the, the, oh, yeah. But Travis, you'd mentioned something about excess. Oh yeah. If you are a fan of excess, um, I mean, I don't want to spoil everything, but uh, this week's Flash number seventy-five, you might want to check that out. Nice. Okay. I think that I think that's sufficient. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's a, that is a Legion character, um, as 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 much as she's come out into other things. So, um, all bets are off here. You know, I think that's the way we really need to look at it. Is is you know this? There's a lot changing. There's a lot new, and uh, and so it'll be really interesting to see how it all all plays out. And we will, of course. Bring it to you uh, as soon as it all happens. Uh-huh. So there we go. Anyone new got any other Superman news items? Soon. What's that? I said there's a new issue of Superman coming up soon. I think something. Yeah, I think things are starting soon. So yeah, we're getting there. We are getting there. Exactly. And uh, we had mentioned last week that they are looking to uh, to do uh, flight rings to celebrate the return of the Legion. Indeed. So, so there we have it. All right. Um, and I think that the one that they actually show is the one from Smallville, isn't it? In the uh, CBR article. Um, I'm sure that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. All right. So um, we have an issue to, uh, to, to deal with. We are looking at <laughs> to deal with. issue 10 of Five. This is actually a fun one. It is. I mean, because we the five layers see... been building up to this, but we find we're finally going to get some action in this one. Yeah, yeah. So who's uh, who's taking this one? I'll take it. Cool. Okay, go for it, Travis. Okay, we got Legion of Superheroes number ten, Roxas Strikes. We have a cover by the usual team of Giffen and Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like Roxas has stricken, Struck. <laughs> struckified. Yeah. Either struck or stricken, I'm not sure. Uh, if Roxas strikes you, you should go see a doctor immediately. Like immediately. It's, it's going to burn. And, yeah, uh, and, the... and, and look, it looks like a bunch of body bags around. Mm. And one character laying there with white hair who I will assume is mecked. Yeah. yeah you are correct. He's like got electricity Lord. all over his hand, so it's a good guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, I see it. That. Yeah. Good eye, Jim. Mm-hmm. Okay, um... Let me get the page to turn here. <laughs> Comicsology always a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Works 99% of the time. I'm reading live on a podcast. Doesn't want to work. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, the Claude Circle Motor Lodge on Winath. Uh, we have some different people talking in different colored captions. Um I hope they all stay consistent with the colors here. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, so we have some people talking here. We're not sure who yet. Uh, and someone says, so that's a no no smoking, non-family single with a king-sized and a view. Yes, sir. A view. We can do that. We can put you in the Ayla wing or the Emra wing. Oh. Don't you have anything that is named after a legionnaire? Well, there's the clothing optional wing. You might find that relaxing. When I asked for a view, that wasn't exactly what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we see we have two characters talking. We don't know who they are yet. 
And uh, one of them says, I see, I could put you in the pole Kryn wing. He wasn't a legionnaire for long. That would be room 5128. And I don't know if that number is significant or not. Five one two eight. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Possibly five one or five twelve eighty eight. Maybe the day his book came out that had him dying in it. Maybe yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Next panel, I stalk guy. Take a drink. Take a drink. Yep. Take a drink. Holla. And uh, we have apparently the ice stalk guy talking. And he says, the other guest will be wearing clothes. Mm. Semi-nudity only is allowed in that wing. And uh, the blue character, who we still don't know yet, says, I'll semi-shut my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and the hotel worker says, that's the fifth floor, sir. Just take the ascenders to your right. And the blue guy is going up the ascender. And he says, clothes optional. Is there no morality left in the universe? Some people come here with serious business, not to ogle nubile young Winathian flesh. <laughs> <laughs> and I have serious business. I think the clerk suspected. There was definitely suspicion in his voice. And talk about Paranoid City. He didn't have clue one. Of course not. My disguise is infallible. No one could possibly suspect. How could they? So true. You look like a pickle, and you smell like one, too. He's Pickle Roxas. Oh, He's, God. Sorry, that's for the millennials out there. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, so we go to the Lightning Ring Plantation on Winath. And someone says, so Laurel has a kid, huh? I guess it's about time she and Brainy got down to business. <laughs> Ooh, holla. And it looks like a Cosmic Boy talking to Ultra Boy. Yep. And Ka says, well, that's where it gets a little sticky, Joe. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so he says, so, you see, uh, Brainy isn't the father. And Joe says, uh-oh, so who's the lucky guy? And uh, Ka says, it's Ron Vidar. He and Laurel become very close. And Ultra Boy says, well, at least once. <laughs> and uh, Kaz says, I just don't want to be around when Brainiac 5 finds out. Joe says, too late, Rock. Brainy's already here on Winath. And um, Rock says, you're kidding. Brainy's here too? Boy, this is turning into a regular Legion reunion. And uh, someone else appears with blonde hair, and they say, room for one more in your little reunion? And it's Garth. And he's walking with a cane. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. We've got a, a forehead... Exposure. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yeah, take a drink. Yeah. Four heads for everybody. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll all drink too much in this issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Garth says, so what's this? No shave? No powers? What's going on, Cosmic Boy? You're slipping. And uh, Kaz says, well, you're not exactly dancing the Shurg yourself these days, Lightning Lad. And they embrace, saying, it's good to see you. It's been a long time. Aww. Yeah, he uh, says, oh. I, my my protean powers quiver. I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, these guys probably haven't seen each other since the Legion broke up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was that war on Brawl. Well, that's just it. I mean, they were so busy with other things, you know, and it, and uh, you know, with Garth fighting the effects of the Winathacacus thing, um, and with Rock dealing with you know, fighting in a war and as well as just, yeah. And, and as well as just regular family stuff. I mean, 
that happens. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so they're, they're both in kind of a disabled condition now. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that that that's something that they share. And I hadn't thought of it that way of two of the founding members kind of sharing this. You know, we're not where we used to be. Yeah, yeah. it's a moment. It's a yeah. total moment. But still seeing the two of them together, you know. Yeah. Doesn't matter what shape they're in. You I don't know. Just gives you a little hope seeing those two together. It does. Absolutely. It, it, this is when we talk about it being a regu- regular Legion reunion. It's like, yeah, now it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we uh, cut away and um, got two people talking. We're not sure who yet. And says, you know, one of these babies once outran and outmaneuvered a Kun Demon X5. Is that right? Wait, the X5? Better believe it. <laughs> got super thermal recoil. Shut down to extra light speed in 12 seconds. My goodness. Inertial stabilizers, slingshot tractors, gyroscopic maneuvering. They gave this little dude all the endowments. <laughs> and uh, we see we've got somebody talking to Ayla. Uh, lightning Lass is here. Um, the unknown guy says, you sound as if you know the model intimately. And Ayla says, we kicked some intergalactic butt in our day, that's for sure. There wasn't a boy or a kid or a lad who served the Legion any better than this little baby. Yeah. And she's looking at what I'm guessing is the Legion shuttle. Yeah. Which has looked, had many different looks over the years. Yes. Yes. Um, the unknown alien says, we'll give it only the best of care, Miss Rands. And she says, Pampering Zagat, he's a classic. So that's Zagat. Zagat. The mechanic, I guess. Yeah. The valet. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, uh, then Ayla goes walking off, and she's thinking, phew, talk about deja vu. Seeing that old battle wagon, and just when half the ex-Legion is visiting, it almost feels like like there's a Legion again. And you know, Ayla, that wouldn't be such a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. Mm-hmm. And then we cut away again. And we have some bugs flying around, which looks like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a giant termite mound or something. And uh, someone says, what's that buzzing? That's the distinctive sound of Winas Rose honeybees, best known for their delicious pink honey and for their painful sting. Mm. But don't worry, the force field will safely keep us and them separated. And we have someone in something that kind of resembles a beekeeping outfit. Uh, and then we see some aliens talking. And uh, one of them says, I heard that same buzzing out near the monuments. Oh, dear. Sir, that's a restricted area, partly because of all the wild bees out there. Please do stick with the group, everyone, or you could end up learning a painful lesson. And uh, one of them says, what a breathtaking spread. I've never seen the like. Uh-huh. And then we see two more new characters. And one of them says, all this agricultural grandeur. And they said we might even see an ex-legionnaire. Yeah, right. I'd love to see Imra. How about you? That's it. Sir? And a uh, blue woman says, gas. He's disappeared. And the guy that was talking says, I know he was there. He was standing right there. I saw him. Another second, and I'd have killed him, I swear. And this word balloon's coming from nothing. Uh, Stupid bloody tourists. No, you mustn't kill. Man, like we be vanished. We're invisible. The distorters bathe us in colors that don't register in the spectrum. Can't take unnecessary risk. Man, like this place is just crawling with ex-legionnaires. One insignificant little murder and they'd be swarming all over me. And we do see a shadow there. And uh, 
They're approaching the Rand's residence. And he says, we can't have that. Certainly not. It is I who will do the surprising around here. And uh, then we cut away. And we see a character that we haven't seen in quite some time. A major, major Legion villain known by everyone. <laughs> Shadrach. Yes, so oh, um, I, I'm going to go through. Uh, I got, I've got Michael's notes uh, with me. Uh, he points out that Shagrak was a member of the Taurus gang from Adventure yes. 374. In his only appearance, um, later seen in the Jimenez issues, Adventure 524 to 526. Um, this scene of Block White, White Witch and Shagrak is new to this issue. Yeah, he well, he. I want to say he showed up uh, somewhere else as well. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Uh, anyway, we see Shagrak, and he's saying, "Pretty lady, spurn Shagrak. Shagrak, teach pretty lady a lesson." Shagrak was very much an intellectual foe. Yes, we see him facing off against the White Witch, and mm -hmm. she says, "No, haven't had a chance to cast a defensive spell." And then Block jumps in the way as Shagrak projects his, uh, I think they're disintegrator beams from his antenna. And uh, Block blocks them. And he says, uh -huh. you need not waste your powers on deviants like Shagrak. Not as long as Block is your friend. Aww. Block with the powers of blocking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can block for that. The block, yeah. And uh, Shagrak... Uh, and block the whole thing is on a vid screen, and we see that watching it is uh, Misa. Yeah. And um, well, kind of, sort of watching it. Yeah. Yeah, she's got her head down. She looks very depressed. Yeah. And uh, it says, and that's all she does. Someone's talking. And from the vid screen, we see Block is checking on Misa, but then the voice says, "That's right, Brainy. Ever since she got the news about Block, she just lets that same hollow run over and over." Now I know you're up to your hips on Garadan's case, and he's and Brainy says obviously Mice has gone through some sort of severe trauma. I believe this is Imra. Yeah, yeah it's Imra. Uh, and she looks like she's pregnant again. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Twins again. <laughs> and uh, she says, I mean, surely your schedule is more than full, but I just thought you could maybe. And Brainy says, I'll need a complete account of what happened to Misa on Tharn and see if you can dig up her psychophysical records. And Emmer says, I was hoping you'd say something like that. I'll call you when it's time for dinner. Brainy says, just send mine up. Yeah, he's in the case. He's in it. Yep. So uh, then we cut away again. Every page seems to be a different scene right now. Um, and we got statues. Oh, take, take a, a drink. drink, bitches. Take a drink, everybody. Mm. Um, a note uh, here um, uh, from Michael: Is that one of Triplicate Girl? Is you know, is that yes. one of her bodies, or is it Mentala? That is Triplicate Girl because of the hair. Okay. That's who. Did she, yeah. she also sport that half cape thing? She may. She may have, but I thought it was longer. Uh, probably depends on the artist. Yeah, yeah, true. true. I mean, it could be either of them. We don't have enough information, but looking at that hair, I think that's more traditional, triplicate girl, yep. silver age style, than Mentala. Mentala was more, you know, nineties. Yeah. 80s, 90s. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other one in the background, we can't see much of it, but I'm still going to assume that's Fortress Lad. 
Yeah, that's good. Sure. All right. So we have two characters talking here. Um, one says, these make beautiful visuals for my story. Too bad I left my hollow quarter back at the mansion. And the other says, yeah, too bad. And uh, then we have a new character here who may or may not be very important. And they say, I've always admired the Legion tremendously. I can name just about every one of these statues, but I wonder why they chose all these heroes I barely heard of. Well, that's Devlin. That's Devlin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was. That's the reporter from the Daily Beep. Yeah. And then we have another character. <laughs> they're, they're not named immediately. They're pretty important as well. And they say, maybe because they're all dead. And, uh, well, we know it's Devlin. He says, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. No disrespect intended at all. I really didn't realize. And then uh, I guess I'll go ahead and say Donnie. She well, says, what? Bounty. We don't know it's Donnie. What? That's true. Yeah. The quicker, Donnie Bounty. Although this was the panel that gave it away to me. This was the panel, the middle panel there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I just I saw a forehead on the other one, so I'm taking a drink. Oh, yeah, yeah it is forehead. Excellent drink, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she says what, and he says, "Ma'am," and she says, "Pray." And uh, she goes running off, and Devlin's saying, "What?" She says, "He's here. Tell the others he's here. Who's here, Bounty? Who's here, Bounty? Damn flighty female! I followed her out here. How am I supposed to find my way back alone? There's your and, other clue. Flighty and there's the other female. clue. Yeah. And and basically, uh, how am I supposed to find my way back? Like tra- talking about tracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Devlin says, "And who the devil was she talking about? Who's here?" And then we see, and I'm assuming that's him thinking, Roxas. She must have meant Roxas. Good God, Roxas is here. Now I've got to find my way back. Tell the others. And he says, let's see. I think this was the way. What's that buzzing? It's the bees. Poor guy. Yep. Uh, but then again, with his powers. So. Yeah. All right. So we get back to another scene. Lightning ring fitness complex. You guys, you guys were going off after Roxas on your own. You must really believe that legendary detective tripe Earth Ghost has been spewing out about you. Listen, Cam, I don't know where they got that propaganda. It's ridiculous, but that doesn't mean we're in over our heads on this Roxas thing. Besides, Reap, didn't you just go after Mordru yourself with only a handful of ex-legionnaires on your side? Touche. And uh, we see Reap, and he's sweating. And he says, but keep in mind, Celeste, that we're trained at this sort of thing. We've done it for a living. And Celeste says, well, there's a coincidence. I'm trained at what I do, too. Reap says, well, I didn't mean to imply otherwise. I was just trying to say, I hope when things start getting a little hairy, you'd be willing to, you know. And look, I'm sure whatever we face, we can face together. Agreed? They're watching some uh, vid screens. Well, they're watching Wild Archaeology. um, Yeah, Wild Archaeology. Tomorrow, the Titan Presidents of Bismol. Now, yes. and that's an, then that actually brings an interesting note. Um, um, this with this issue, it kind of establishes the idea that um, each issue is basically a twenty-four hour period. Uh, Michael had pointed at, pointed this out. Um, yeah, he says Block was killed on. Uh, 1121-2994, EarthGov was linked to Roxas on 1130. So each issue is taking part 
roughly over the course of a single day. Wow. Um, so think of what's coming up next issue, right? Tomorrow, um, uh, you know, Titans of Bismol. So it, it, that yeah. again, you know, so so tomorrow we'll we'll learn about the Titan presidents of uh, of Bismol. And that will be a fantastic issue. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, back to Reap, who's standing with just a towel on. Yeah. Man, talk about a layout, multi-station, big screen hollow, and this is just the sauna. <laughs> Celeste says, you aren't listening to me, are you? And he says, oh, sure I am. I was just admiring the great setup they've got here. Now, you were saying? Sigh. Never mind. Nothing important. Then it's settled. You let us handle the heavy-duty stuff? That's not what I said. <laughs> And we cut away to another scene, the silo complex. Uh, okay, easy now, Bounty. Still got the scent. Yeah, that was definitely the hum of a disorder. Still got his trail. Think he's alone. Thinks he's safe. Yeah. And we see her, and she's sneaking around uh, in the shadows. Looks like she has a blaster in her hand. And she says, got him. There he is. That's him. And we see someone kind of in a, kind of in a distortion field. You can kind of see through yeah. him. Translucent. Uh and Roxas says, yes, this looks like a nice spot. A little privacy. Very nice. Here's the galaxy's famous quality control inspector. Okay, guys, let's go out and control some quality. And here comes Mech. And he says, hey, buddy, didn't you hear the quitting bells? You can go home. It's Silver Ale time. And this is the first time we've actually seen Mech. Uh, no, we saw no, him. We, we know you're no, right. He's him. been around since the Silver Age. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop it. <laughs> But we, we know he's reformed from his villainous days. But did we see him in the first yeah. issue? Oh, yeah, he was in one or two. I can't remember which one. He was talking yeah. with Garth about okay. the uh, shipment that was reshipped somewhere where there was That's no planet. That's right. Yes, correct. That's yeah. right. Okay. Uh, so Roxas says, Mech, Lightning Lord? You can just shove off, pal. I was here first. If you want to shout out those Legion brats, you're going to have to stand in line. And Mech is kind of shocked here. What? Roxas says, I've spent weeks, months, years even setting up those ninnies. And if you think you're going to horn in at the last minute, honestly. And Mecta's like, hey, come on, buddy. And Roxas drops his disguise. And uh, he says, Sigh, I guess there's no point in being petty. I should be big about this. Mecta's surprised to see him. And uh, Roxas is being a drama queen. Yes, yes, he is. Yes, he's ready to land on his fainting couch. I know. <laughs> Clutch the pearls, dear. Clutch the pearls harder. Oh, oh dear, he has the vapors. He's got the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, tell you what, I'll let you have the shrinking woman and that green skin freak. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take a drink. I see a forehead. Yay, yes, that's forehead. true. Uh, and uh, he says, but I get the rest, understand? Oh, please excuse us for a second. Just one little piece of business I must attend to. You see Bounty in the sixth panel yeah. there has. Yeah, and he turns. bird's eye view, if you will. Yeah. Ha-ha. And he turns around and fires on her. And he says, it seems I've attracted the notice of this rather beautiful young woman. And she falls down off her perch. And he says, that should be sufficient. Quite so. Mech says, no. And then we got, thoof, thoof, thoof. Uh, and Bounty screams, down, Mech, get down! Yeah! And, uh, she throws what? some darts. Yeah. Yeah. At Roxas. And, uh, he says, what? Ooh, yeah, ooh! 
got to love this. <laughs> he says, that tears it, really. Do you know, young lady, how hard it is to get bloodstains out of satin? <laughs> and well. she says, got you. I've got you. Oh, and she passes out. He says, silly woman, never realized the explosions were mere window dressing. It was the nerve toxins in the explosions that she'll remember. Now, uh, Michael had noted that page two, um, where, where he says that should be sufficient, um, again, is another uh, clue that Bounty might be someone we've seen before. He says, however, the only thing is that Roxas went insane before Bounty was originally introduced. Uh, so if he recognizes her, it's not for meeting her. No, it would be from uh, those his, holos he was looking yeah, at. His yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. Although there are some people who've taken issue with this because Dawnstar can survive in space, and yet she's taken down by toxins. Yeah. Um, well, it could be absorbed through the skin. Or, yeah, yeah. We, I'm not we saying, don't know. Um, in the DC uh, game, the role-playing game that Mayfair had out at the time, yeah. There's two different powers where it's like sealed systems and then protection from toxins. Right. And Dawnstar has the sealed systems, which allows her to survive in outer space, but not protection from toxins and disease mm -hmm. and such like that. So Superman's got both. So. Huh. Uh, and you got to think Roxas is prepared for any Legionnaire, probably. Probably. Yeah. So, she also probably didn't think to hold a breath. Yeah, yeah probably not. Yeah. I mean, she's anyway, anything right there where she yells at Mac. So, yeah. Oh, but he gets into it. Actually, it's this is the page. Sorry, where in panel two, um, um, I, I, I was mixing up nine and ten here. Uh, yeah, it is this next, uh, the second panel on this page where um, he, he gets into the. Have we seen this person before? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mac says, "Hey, Roxas, listen, please. You don't want to do this. It's not worth it. Believe me." Roxas says, you'll get your turn, Mech. This one's mine. She thought a little change in hair color, a new wardrobe would fool me. But oh no, she's one of them, all right. We can tell. Mech says, Roxas, don't make me do this. Please. Damn it. And you see lightning start to form around his hands, and boom. Whoo! He, he basically yeah. electrocutes Roxas. Yeah. And then his hair is standing straight out. That's a look, darling. That's yes. a look. <laughs> Roxas seems to be a lot tougher than he used to be. Um, yeah. And, and he says, got, now look. upgrade for this story. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or, or Mech's not putting out his full juice. He's, he's probably. I mean, he's very recalcitrant to use his powers. Yeah. 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 And, the old uh, static shock, not the, you know. Not the full burn to ash. Yeah. And he says, now look, you, would you look at what you've done to my hair? Next says, come on, Roxas, listen to me. Sooner or later, you have to pay for everything. Please, it doesn't have to go on like this. You can change, believe me. I love this last panel. He's, he's clearly almost a, considering it. Yeah. What the fuck? It's so, please. Yeah. <laughs> Roxas pulls a gun. And he says, this lightning boy is scary. And blam, blam, blam. No, boom! Close enough. Yep. Yeah. Thank Take you. a Take drink. He <sighs> caused an explosion behind Mech that uh, basically not takes Mech out of commission. What's all that Kirby crackle on... that knocks him out? <laughs> yeah. He's laying on the floor. He's bleeding. He says, "Don't, please, don't. Someday you'll have to face up to it all." 
please. And that's how you know he's actually reformed because he's beat up and still saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, Roxas says, and I thought we were friends. I thought we were going to share. Well, I'll teach you to interfere. And he just starts stomping on Mech. Wow. And uh, then looks like the sprinkler system comes on. And so there goes his hair again. <laughs> and his eyeliner. And yeah. the eyeliner is going to run. And so he says, oh, no, sprinklers, damnable friar sprinklers. How much can one man be asked to endure? <laughs> and we cut away again. Um, we see a character in red. And uh, someone saying, he's probably starting to wonder where I am, why I'm not showing my face. Oh, it couldn't be that big, tough Violet is scared. How could Violet be scared of anything? Oh, Rock God, it's the only thing to do, Violet. Just tell him. Explain it to him. I was doing my duty. We were at war. This planet attacked mine. We are defending ourselves. And we see it shrinking Violet. She's got a scar on her eye, and she's putting on a bathrobe. Or she's taking off a bathrobe, I mean. Um... She says, yes, I realized what the damper would do. Yes, I headed security on the project. Yes, I know what happened. I heard the screams, but I advised against it. I fought against it at Venado Bay or anywhere, ever. I just didn't fight hard enough, did I? And she's showering. And then we see Kono. And she says, huh? And Kono says, it isn't fair. Violet says, you're Kono, right? Kono says, that iron butt Imra says, I got to stay on this stupid plantation. And what are you doing in my quarters? <laughs> Kono says, see, if somebody goes with me, they have to let me go into the city, right? So you can go with me, okay? Violet says, oh, you're a cute one, kid. You're real cute. But the answer is no. And Kono says, oh, poop. And we cut away again. This time we're checking in on Element Lad. And, uh, He's looking out over the distance. He sees some smoke, and he says, thinks fire. You know, Jan, that bounty character is an odd one. There's something about her. She isn't quite right, but in a way, doesn't she remind you of? And uh -huh. Jan's thinking, he's here. He's, and he says he's here. And uh, we see it's Ultra Boy talking to him, and he says, hmm? Who is it this time? Tinsel Kim? Porcupine Pete, maybe? And Element Lad says, Roxas. Roxas is here. Ultra Boy says, bloody gripe. Roxas, are you sure? And, and the uh, vision go. <laughs> yeah. And he says, sweet liberty, mech, bounty, they're in bad shape. And he takes off at super speed. and uh, Or maybe he flew, I don't know. And Jan says, okay, we've got to find Imra post-haste. And whoosh, sorry, Jan, lives are at stake. Seconds could matter. And Ultra Boy is gone to check on them. See if they need help. And Jan says, some things never change. Yep. Graham, quickly, where's your mother? And uh, Graham, I'm assuming it's not Graham. I'm saying Graham. And he says, yep. um, mommy, um, doing her expectant mother workout, I think. <laughs> and so we cut away to uh, right outside the sauna. And someone saying, I mean, I hope I didn't come across as a bitch or anything. And someone says, no, no, not at all. And they said, I just wanted you to understand I have a job to do. That's all. And it looks like we've got uh, Cam talking to Celeste. And he says, listen, Celeste, if you just say, okay, Cam, it's your show. I would have respected you, and I do respect you. She says, I appreciate that. Cam says, but you are going to give in, aren't you? 
She says, dream on, mister. Mm-hmm. Sam says, now, now, I holy spit. He's got a gun facing him. And it looks like Roxas has found him. Roxas yeah. says, you know, I've always hated the color orange. Oh, damn. <laughs> yep. He's That's got his Scott Cole's throwback right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> he's messing with the, with the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his eyeliner running still. He's And um, Cam says, what? And then zzz, he gets burned across the head. And Celeste says, did you say something, Cam? Cam. And he's laying on the ground, bleeding pretty badly. Yeah. Well, yep. he just took a shot to the head. He's, he's clearly dead. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only he's a shape changer, so who even knows where his brain is? Well, we get to that, don't yeah. we? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, Roxas says, and another one bites the dust. Celeste says, you're going to have to speak up, Cam. I can't hear a word here. And then Roxas says, well, then, now hear this, honey. And he shoots her in the knee. Damn. And uh, she screams out. Then we cut to the Rand's residence. And we've got Imra saying, phew. And Element Lad comes to her and says, Emmer, excuse me, we've got an emergency on our hands. Roxas is here. Roxas? And then we see the video for a workout. Yeah. And he says, what is this? She says, never mind that. Where is Roxas? What damage has he done? Is Graham safe? He's fine, Emra. As for Roxas' location, unknown. But Joe says Roxas got to mech and bounty. Hurt them badly. She says, okay, I'll find him with a telepathic probe. Let's see. And we got all the voices going around her head. So yeah. quickly, Emra, Garth, you son of a gun. Two beautiful kids and another pair on the way. So when's Lita? Lita, do is it Lita? Yeah, I'm a... Lita. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. assuming that's how you say it. Lita, Jash, Jath, yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, what a stupid place! You slyly ask for a little shot of Kono juice, and the boobs give you Kono juice. Listen, Kono, I've got a few more important things on my mind right now. <laughs> and like each panel, she's going to a different location. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it my imagination, or does Bounty remind you of somebody? Ow, 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 ow. I tried to stop him, Joe. I tried. Come on, Max, you're hurt pretty good. Save your strength. Then we get to another one, and all of a sudden, she starts bleeding from yeah. her nose. Yeah. And liar, liar, killer, information first. We got no mercy. You killed us, so kill her. You'll get no mercy. Kill them all. No, no, not yet. Information first. And obviously, it's crazy old Roxas. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she says, oh, the fitness complex, locker room. And Element Lad takes off. Got it. She says, I'll alert the others. And we cut away again. Um, someone's saying, so my sweet, tell me, why did the disc heads send you after me? The disc heads? Dominators, you nitwit. Dominators. Dominators didn't send me. EarthGov did. And uh, Trox is talking to Celeste. Yeah. And he says, don't play cute with me. You and I both know they're the same thing. Same thing? Don't know what you're talking about. Wrong answer. And he smashes her head into the wall. Yeah, it's a little reminiscent of... Uh... Nemesis Kid and Karate Kids fight there. Yeah. And he says, maybe this will shake something loose. And she's in bad shape after that. Mm -hmm. uh, bleeding pretty badly, all smashed up in the face. And she's oh, God, God, please, I don't know what you want. And he says, wrong again. Smashes her face again. And she falls on the ground. She's bleeding pretty badly. Yeah. From the knee and the face now. Uh, he says, care for another try? No, these creatures are so delicate. But wouldn't it be strange if she were telling the truth? 
Hmm, it makes a perverted sort of sense. She probably doesn't know a thing. How dare you be useless to me? And he throws her across the room. And then there's a whoosh. And he says, what's that? Who's there? And then a thoom. Close enough. Take a drink. Yeah. Yep, I need one. There we go. And he says, ooh, Pam. He gets knocked right across the face and we see a tooth flying out. And then a thump. Ah, he's being hit at super speed by something or someone. We get a thoof, a plam. Just seeing blood flying. (laughs) And then we see Joe. And he says, thought you were going to get away with it, bloody murderer. Thought you could go around killing legionnaires and never pay the price. So you murdered Block in cold blood. Now you've probably added mechs and bounty to the list. And Roxas says, you're, you're forgetting. You're forgetting the chameleon kid. I got him good. And Roxas is in bad shape. And Joe says, buddy, you just bought the farm. And Roxas says, I think not. And he shoots a projectile from mm-hmm. his hand or wrist. And then we get a giant explosion. And Kirby and crackle. Basically, everything goes white. Yeah, with a little Kirby crackle in. Yep. And he says, work like a charm. He, just like that, gone. Even the floor. And, and you'll note that in the original shots, even the panels got eaten up by it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The panel borders get eaten yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I'd say, you know, just that, that sort of verisimilitude they, they're using. If, uh-huh. if Joe had a nickel for every time he was, quote unquote, disintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> he so had true. three nickels. So true. <laughs> So anyway, like even in the floor, there's a huge hole. We just all we know is it's disintegrated. It's something. I don't know. Everything's gone. Yeah, in that um, space. Very smooth cut. Yeah, yeah. I- I- interesting here. Um, Michael notes that uh, of course, uh, for those who are worried, Joe's not dead. No, he's just no, going Joe's to be missed. He's That's just a spoiler. He's just going to be missing from the book <laughs> for a while. Um, but I love that Michael says here. I'll admit, I forgot. I'd forgotten how he ended up where he did. Yeah. So we'll get and we'll we'll get into that later. And um, then we get Roxas and he's uh, he 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 still I've got nothing left to use on the Daxamite. Can it be? Can I have gotten myself into deeply? And so the question is: Was by the Daxamite does he mean Laurel or does he me- yeah. also mean Valor? I'm guessing he mean, he means Laurel I because think he knows that yeah. Laurel was around. Yeah, but you know, uh, I mean, could be either or. Yeah. But I think. The, the news of them going to Tharn must have gotten out. That's so fair. They, yeah, yeah, totally. That Laurel was among them. So, yeah. Uh, and anyway, we cut away again. And uh, we see some big uh, me- mechanical pod looking things. And uh, it says, and many advances have been made possible by the spirit of cooperation that exists between the Dominion and the free worlds. We've drawn much of the current sciences of remote and mobile environments from the beautiful floating cities of the Dominion. And we interrupt this service for an EarthGov bulletin. Reporting from our Metropolis newsroom is Morella Tau. And of course, Morella Tau. Morella Tau was, of course, um, uh, she hooked up with Timberwolf after he broke up with Ayla. She first appeared in Volume 3, Issue Number 36. Uh, and one slight correction after Light last broke up with him. That is true. Yeah. Yes. It was it not took, mutual. It took a while. <laughs> it was yes. not mutual. No, it no, was not. It was You're not. correct. No. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there she is. She says, there's been a brutal attack at the Lightning Ring Plantation on Winneth. 
The death toll may include some ex-legionnaires and EarthGov detective Celeste Rockfish is reported to be critically injured. This is a shot of the planet where it is believed the mass murder Roxas has attacked the ex-legionnaires and other civilians. And um, we see the planet and a moon. And then... Is, and this is the scene where the attacks took place this afternoon. EarthGov has hired Rockfish to track down Roxas for the murder of Block. And we see some kind of alert for uh, condition alert. And it says SB officer Liga issued this statement a few moments ago. And that is probably a reference to Barry, uh, Barry Liga. I'm not sure if it's Liga or Elijah, um, who is uh, um, an author and, uh, and also um, a Legion fan. Uh, he is uh, known mainly as a, 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 nov- a young adult novelist and short story writer. Um, and uh, he worked for 10 years at, at Diamond and uh, then got into writing. He's written a lot of books uh, more recently of, um, um, you know, he wrote Thanos, uh, Titan Consumed, uh, uh, which was a novel uh, tied into uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, dealing obviously with... Um, uh, with Thanos, he also has written some flash books based on the TV series, um, as well as uh, the astonishing adventures of Fanboy and Goth Girl, and uh, the, uh, the so this is sort of one of the uh, um, uh, one of the the these uh, some of the books that he's written. So yeah, big uh, big Legion fan and. Uh, and and uh, a writer who has done a lot of sort of stuff tangential to the DC universe. So likely a reference to him. Sorry, go ahead. All right, and he says, Roxas has escaped the plantation. We believe there were some fatalities, but we can't confirm anything at this time. Informed sources provided us with this list of apparent casualties. Presumed dead, Bounty, Reapdaggle, Jonah, Extremely Grave Condition, Celeste Rockfish. Critical condition, Mech Rands. Missing, Devlin O'Ryan. EarthGov quickly issued a statement critical of the ex-Legionnaire, saying their incompetence has led to the tragic injury suffered by Celeste Rockfish. Stay tuned to EGV for further details. Yeah. Or details. And, uh, and then we see some Dominators. Yeah. And one of them says, Cursed Proxus. He is a fire breather in a munitions damp. Don't. I uh, warn you about him. How are we to know we, he would expose these identities to the Legionnaires, reveal to them they were the subject of a mass assassination plot? And it looked like they're bathing? Yeah, in, some... in something. <laughs> yeah. You. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they were scattered, out of touch, so easy it would have been to pick them off one by one, decimate their ranks before they could ever realize they were under attack. And instead of crushing their flickering morale, he ignites it. I warn you about him, but would you I listen? So sure you were of our superiority. What does it matter now? It is pointless to assign blame. What matters now is survival. If only the legionnaires had ah, killed Roxas. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only god may the only god forbid them from taking him alive. Roxas would expose us. Take a drink, forehead. Yay. That's true. And a big one it is. Yes. Yep. Look at the size of that disc. <laughs> I know, right? 
Our covert domination of EarthGov would be compromised. Perhaps we sh could still uh, evade them. That would be worse still if the Legionnaires don't stop him. He will come after us. Uh -huh. And we cut away again. And we have someone on a green... We have a green screen and just word balloons. And it says, yeah, J586 confirms that's the energy they've been tracking for weeks. And they just get around to telling us about it now? That's pretty much the size of it, ma'am. Great. With friends like these, who needs coons or coons or however you say it? Yep. They say it's definitely headed toward Winneth, ma'am. Is it powerful enough to do much damage? They have no idea, but I say sure. It could hit us like a major meteorite for all we know. Yeah. Oh, well, that's just wonderful. We've got to take some sort of precautionary measures. Precautionary hell. We're going to take the offensive. Switch on Electro Tower 13G. Yeah, and there it is, the again, the uh, Electro Tower that we saw in Issue 9 and also way back in Adventure 346 to 347. Mm. And uh, it says, we're going to take a little shot at this thing, see how tough it is. Are you sure that's wise? A hell of a lot wiser than just sitting around <laughs> waiting for it to crash down on top of us. Well, there's that. Yes, ma'am. Uh, tower at full strength, locked on target. Okay, son, when I give the word, it's gone. What? It's gone, ma'am. And uh, all this time we've seen a green ball of energy come toward the planet and then just disappears. How? It must have somehow cloaked itself. Holy mother God, what in hell are we dealing with? And we cut away to the Metropolis uh, Spaceport. Yes, we do. Yeah, baby. And now we have uh, two people talking. Yeah. And one says, now, Senator Kim, you know full well that EarthGov requires a 12-part waiver for any ex-legionnaire to return to Earth. Got my waiver right here, champ. Special exception. You and your special exceptions. What is it this time? And we got to meet, 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 meet. I'm on my way to an archaeological dig. Heaven help us all. Now he's an archaeologist. That's Better right. believe it. Say, is that a Cro-Magnon skull you've got there? Meet, 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 meet. And Calorie uh, Queen's just whistling. Yeah, yeah. Calorie Queen's in there whistling. And uh, there's another alien in the background. And they're saying, and another thing, Mr. Archaeologist, about your currency. My currency? Meep, 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 meep. What's wrong with my currency? And then and we see let's, the little aliens. Sorry. Yeah, so let's talk about these for a second. This is, of course, Venturan walking. Uh, how appropriate that uh, Michael is in Vent on Ventura as we see the Venturan money. <laughs> so many references. Yeah. Um, uh, Venturan walking money is newish. We first saw Baraki and living money back in Adventure 309 in the Space Bank, which was robbed by Jungle King and his legion of super monsters. Tom Beerbaum later wrote, I remember it taking me probably an hour of waiting through Legion history to find where the walking money had previously appeared so I could accurately identify it. And now I can't remember at all where it came from. We identify it as Venturin, and I think that's not actually accurate in terms of where the money was supposed to come from in its initial appearance. I believe we never found the planet of origin and just assigned it to the gaming world of Ventura. Um, of course, um, re referencing the other panel, uh, Calorie Queen was, of course, the Bismolian member of the Legion of Super Rejects from Superboy 212, a bunch of wannabes who wanted to, who tried to join the Legion in place of others from their home worlds, uh, Imsk, Titan, Brawl, Durla, Begitzel, and Bismol. She's one of the few who didn't turn bad. Yep, and the walking money was seen in the Baxter number one when dream girl and Starboy are playing. That's right. Yes. On Ventura. So I think that helped to reinforce the fact that it's Ventura and walking money, you know? Yeah. So, 
There we go. All right. So we continue. Uh, anyway, it looks like that's how Matter Eater Lab is planning on paying. Yes. And the official says, uh, you know Ventura and Walking Money isn't negotiable on Earth. Calorie Queen, would you stop that whistling and talk to this man? Don't look <laughs> at me, Chief. I'm just the help. I don't got meat, 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 meat going the whole time. And he says, he does this to me on purpose. I know he does. Wants me to let walking money onto Earth. What next? So you're expecting me to surrender 10,000 credits in legal currency? And there's just one thing I have to say to you, Mr. Customs Inspector. And he has a button on his shirt that says poop. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Can you lend me five bucks? And thus the story ends. Yeah. It was Keith Giffen, story in pencils, Tom Mary Beerbomb, story assistant dialogue, Al Gordon, story assistant inks, Todd Klein, letterer, Tom McCraw colors, and Michael Yuri, editor. And uh, then we have, I think, two more pages. Yeah, we got two Omnicoms. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. From the Daily Planet, we have an article by Iris West and I'm Devlin s- O'Ryan. I'm sorry, the daily what? Yeah. Are we allowed to say that? Don't, uh, that's, don't, tell, that's don't tell John Byrne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's key, though, isn't it, that, that it's Iris West and Devlin Orion. That's going to mean something later. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the title of the article is Mass Murderers Roxas, Mass Murderer Roxas Linked to EarthGov. Um. Also, at the bottom, we have a picture of Block. Yeah, and this is where Michael made the tie between the um, uh, the the timing of uh, of uh, the the link to um, EarthGov, and you know, you know, basically, this is where we kind of get the uh, um, with that timeline. It it becomes clear that the each issue is kind of taking place over the space of a day. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll hit the article real quick here. Roxas, the convicted mass murderer who's a suspect in the recent killing of former Legionnaire Block, is being paid regular allowance out of a secret account linked to EarthGov, the Daily Planet has learned. The 51-year-old former space pirate has been living off credits transferred to him from a shielded account at the Seoul First National Bank. The Daily Planet has obtained documents identifying the holder of that account as Marco Chang, Ah. known to have received massive unofficial payments from EarthGov. Marco Chang was a UP council member who charged the Legionnaires with the murder of his son, Redvik. But Brainiac 5 revealed that Redvik was still alive, and this happened in Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes 235 and 236. Mm. Sources within the Science Police have identified Roxas as a prime suspect in the apparent murder of the Dryad hero Block on Theta Antares 27. Since evidence linking Roxas to the murder surfaced, he's remained outside of the jurisdiction of the Science Police proper, and Science Police Earth has refused to arrest him on his visits to Earth, saying the SP proper has provided insufficient evidence to justify an arrest. An SPE spokesman dismissed dismissed the planet's findings linking Roxas to EarthGov as looking suspiciously like someone's trying to railroad this suspect. Roxas, born... Kyvan or Kivan Roxas in the Martian colony New Utica has con- was convicted of the mass extermination of the Traumite race in 2975. He and his gang of space pirates massacred the population there when the natives refused to use their transmutation power to enrich Roxas. 
though he was ordered to serve 100 consecutive life sentences for those murders, and records on Labyrinth show no indication of his rehabilitation, he was released for unknown reasons sometime during 2992. The only known survivor of Roxas's slaughter of the Tron population is former legionnaire Jan Ara, who's believed to be residing in solitude on that planet. EarthGov liaison Dirk Morgna denied the existence of any connection between Roxas and EarthGov, despite the payments going to Roxas from Chang. We long ago ended all dealings with Mr. Chang and have no idea what he might be doing these days, legal or otherwise, Morgna said. You can't hold EarthGov accountable for every Joe Schmo we've ever bought a widget from. <laughs> Chang, <laughs> Chang was linked to EarthGov in 2993 when documents obtained by the planet indicated his account in the A Aoki Geneva Interplanetary Bank had been bolstered by payments of at least 5 million credits over the previous year. Mm. At that time, Chang, an ex-EarthGov council member, was known primarily as the financier of the anti kun group, the Coalition for Human-Humanoid Preservation. EarthGov attributed the large figure to a clerical error that resulted in overpayment for unofficial EarthGov social functions arranged by the ex-council member. But there have been no record that Chang has reimbursed EarthGov for overpayment. Morgana said he was sure Chang has paid EarthGov back, but declined to discuss any evidence of such payment. Chang's whereabouts are unknown. His attorneys and representatives of the Coalition for Human-Humanoid Preservation refused to comment on the link to Roxas. Block, the last known survivor of the mysterious Dryad race, was killed in a series of small explosions on the puppet planetoid. Police have termed his death a murder, and sources in the SP proper say there's strong evidence linking Roxas to the killing. All right. The next page uh, is the Labyrinth Penal Institute Confidential Patient Record for patient Mechrans of Winneth, mm -hmm. alias Lightning Lord. Um, this basically goes day by, well, not day by day, but certain days. Uh, and and uh, note, uh, admitted on February 17th, 2989. Um, so, Per uh, the beer bomb timeline set out mm -hmm. in 2995, the, the Legion source book, um, this was about four months prior to the death of, of Paul Crin in uh, the Magic Wars. And so Michael asks, did we see Mech go into rehab? I think the answer is no. But I think that, that issue 45 kind of was pushing him in that direction. Well, pushing him onto labyrinth, yeah, yeah, he went to prison. He, at least, he did. No, he did. But, but I mean, just the, the, the you know, what they said to each other um, indicated that, that, you know, this. The, what I'm saying is this idea of mech rehabilitated um, is not um, without some some story precedent. Okay, so uh, let's look at the patient yeah. log here. Day one, patient booked by Legion, treatment for acute electrical disruption. Physical condition fair, patient extremely sociopathic, displays additional symptoms of psychosis, paranoia, expresses no remorse, pride in destructive behavior, hatred most intensely focused on brother Garth. Day seven, patient tried and convicted, returned to Labyrinth, sentenced for the full term of his illness. Stage one telepathic probe treatments commenced, extreme resistance. Day 174. Second stage achieved. First voluntary reception of telepathic probes. Analysts are identifying possible sources of internal conflict. Maladjusted behavior. Patient continues to show extreme antisocial tendencies, but first minor indications of vulnerability, possible remorse. Day 176. 
Exploration into past traumas progressing swiftly, patient cried. Day 183, emotional devastation of patient growing significantly as telepathic probes move closer towards possible sources of maladjustments. Day 254, entering the most severe stages of agitation, finally maneuvered around complicated series of mental barriers and are confronting key incidents and events apparently at root of patient's illnesses. Patient in extreme anguish, treatments being cut back to 15 to 20 minutes a day as anguish reaches dangerous proportions. Patient threatening, begging staff to end treatments. As treatments during previous incarcerations indicated, keys appear to be impossibly high standards set for eldest child and resulting parental disapproval. Childhood torment suffered as an only twinless child on Winneth consistently greater accomplishments and resulting approval for brother Garth, closer ties between Garth and the rest of family, particularly sister Ayla, traumatic exposure to vicious street life after he left home, exposure to cultish, cultish rituals and hallucinogens of Mordru worship, traumas, guilt of criminal actions, resistance to confronting and resolving these conflicts is formidable, lengthy treatment, treatments anticipated, Day 306, setback. Patient entering denial phase. Return of paranoia, paranoia towards staff. Denies his actions as lightning lord. Day 307, violent outburst. Two orderlies injured. Extreme force needed to subdue patient. Exploration of past trauma suspended. Day 338, patient again acknowledges actions as lightning lord. Expresses limited regret. Telepathic exploration of past traumas to resume shortly. Day 406, anguish subsiding marginally, treatments being lengthened. Day 488, patient requested extended session. Day 556, patient now comfortably discusses all identified traumas, has expressed forgiveness for parents, brother Garth, brother Garth, intense feelings of remorse. Day 569, stage two concluded. Patient showed up voluntarily early for treatments, entering third stage of cooperative exploration. Day 627, steady progress, visits by relatives permitted. Day 628, major breakthrough, visit by Garth. Patient and visitor embraced. Day 640, progress continues. Patient requesting opportunities to make restitution. Recommend, init recommend initiate schedule for transition back to civilian life. Day 672, assigned to Labyrinth work team, attitude promising. Day 728, performance on work team excellent, eager for additional treatments, though all indications are that traumas and scars have been confronted and healed. Ready to begin transition period, work release schedule drafted. Day 818, work release program performance excellent, considering requests for release into custody of family. Day 829. Parole board agrees to release patient into custody of Garth and Emra Ardine Rands of Winneth. Checkups at 90-day intervals for a period of one year required. And that's it. So mm. day 829 would have been May 27th, 2991. Just to fill us in on some of the stuff in the gap. Um, one other thing I want to note is... Um, one of the letter writers in the le in the the uh, letter column uh, says, "P.S. Is the tall blonde with the headband?" The f this was a, a letter written before we knew who Laurel was. 
the first great survivor of the 20th century. You know, the one you forgot to mention in the last days of Daxum. Um, and they say, and they say down at the bottom, whoops, the three great survivors line was actually written during the formative stages of Laurel Gann's creation when she was intended to come from the 20th century. We shifted gears with the character and nobody remembered to change that reference. Sorry about that, but Hey, give us a loose end that can be turned into another interesting plot line. Just who is that third survivor? So there you go. It was all, uh, it was all a mistake. Indeed. It was a trap. <laughs> Dilly doot, dilly It's a trap. <laughs> All right. So I got some feedback. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then Michael has sent me some um, uh, This Week in Legion History. So we'll uh, hit those in order. Um, All right. First one is our friend from Tasmania, uh, Derek Bins. And he says, good day, guys. It's interesting. And he wrote it that way, too, which I love. Um, it's interesting that in the post Mordruverse timeline that Laurel Gann does not have a code name when she joins the Legion. Seeing as all the other Legionnaires who joined before her had adopted a code name, and the vast majority of those who would join after her also had a code name, it's curious as to why she chooses not to take one. Thoughts? Um... Now Derek descends into insanity. He says, uh, I, I agree with Michael. Lightning Lad was never Prody. If Prody takes Garth's place, that means he spends all his time as Lightning Lad lying. Uh, uh, it's true. I disagree. It's not a lie if you've merged personalities. It's well, like both- but, or, but did, yeah, it's the idea. Did he know? Um, he lies to the Legion. He lies to lies to Rock, his oldest friend, and he lies to the one he loves most. Im, the ones he loves most, Imran and the kids. If if the Prody Garth storyline had had a, a good payoff, then I'd be more on board with it. Well, that's fair. Uh, but by the time the beer bombs leave the book in issue fifty, it wasn't really addressed. The Kid Quantum storyline didn't really touch on it. Uh, he says, "Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work." Um, thank you, sir. And uh, David Spotforth also comments on issue nine. Uh, he says, love it when you cover these deep cut origin type stories. So much to examine and compare and contrast. He says, I was thinking about the Sun Boy and Bouncing Boy thing and had a look back at the issue, uh, Action 276, and the source book. He says, according to the 2995 source book, Laurel Gand is actually the 10th member to join. After the three founders, so that's three, we get Triplicate Girl and Phantom Girl. Then, as per previous continuity, Colossal Boy, Invisible Kid, and Chameleon Boy, the ninth member, also confirmed in issue 33, is Kid Quantum. Right. Yeah. Then comes Laurel and Brainy as 10th and 11th members. Now, the issue of Bouncing Boy and Sun Boy. They actually were there in the original Action Comics 276, but not as Legionnaires. They were there for tryouts. We know so from yeah, so we know from Adventure 301 that Chuck was a failed applicant at first, and I think it was rationalized somewhere uh, that Dirk also failed first time out. Maybe because all he did in that tryout was glow, no heat powers yet. Because remember, his initial power set was super brilliance. Um. A power that no one has ever accused Ultra Boy of having. Stop it. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, twenty uh, the the twenty nine ninety five source book has Dirk joining along with Vi ten months <clears> later, <throat> sometime after Ultra Boy and Star Boy. So you either have to assume that issue nine is in error and that the mission to capture Doyle was much later than the issue indicated. Or the source book is wrong, and that Dirk was admitted as twelfth member alongside uh, Laurel and Brainy. Um, he says, "I figured that since issue nine is first person narration by Laurel, she's just simplifying the order of events for the Holovid." Because remember that actually, that's a good point. This isn't, um, you know, it's 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 kind of a biopic, right? So, yeah, well, it's it's for children. Yeah, yeah. So so there's a simplification. And, uh, and he says, and yeah, that triad thing. Did you notice that it was such an obvious relettering job in that panel? No, I didn't. I, I, I didn't, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. Um, yeah. You know, just that, that idea of, uh, uh, of things, you know, we talk, we've talked about things being in flux, right? And, well, that's kind of in flux, too. And... Um, uh, you know, just this this whole thing. Like it says, like I look at it here. Don't you recognize me? I'm your super. Uh, yeah, your triad. Eh, I don't know. It it does. I guess it does a little. I don't bit. know if it looks like relettered. It looks like it's. It looks like it's it's meant to be it's bolded. bolded. Yeah. So I'm not I'm yeah. not not a hundred percent sure on that. But because uh, Saturn Girl and Phantom Girl, they're both bolded as well. Yeah, but we, but we would never see it again. Um. Until Although we saw I it again. Got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, even the spacing actually looks consistent with the other balloons. Um, <clears throat> anyway, thank you guys for your, for your feedback. It is much appreciated. Um, so I got one thing I want to point out here. I was yeah. looking at so the use of the word poop in the issue. Yes. Uh, Kono sorry. says it, and then later we see it on a button. So on Tom Beerbaum's blog, when he was talking about yeah. issue number 10, uh, I'll read this one paragraph here. He says, this is the issue where I, where I amused editor Michael Urie and Keith by having Kono use the exclamation poop. Yeah. And then I pointed it out to Michael in case he thought it was inappropriate. Michael and Keith thought it was really funny that with all our borderline uses of damn and God in the dialogue, phrases that were really making our editors nervous, that we were worried about poop. What they were forgetting is that our, in our various editors... They had indicated potential problems with a wide range of words and phrases, including ass, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. God damn, dork, hiney, and even Heine? G's. Even, yes. Hiney. Okay. Even G's. Like, and he said, so I didn't quite see the inconsistency of making sure poop was okay, but there you are. To tease me about it, Keith, by the end of the issue, had given Tinsel a button that said poop. That's great. We which is proof, if anyone doubts, that these issues were being penciled and dialogued in groups of pages so that Keith's last group of penciled pages sometimes reflected ideas that shook loose as we dialogued the earlier pages. Yeah. Um, now that you've said that, I do want to make sure to uh, cover some of this other stuff off. I'd uh, almost forgotten. Um, so we, uh, he says, uh, Tom uh, says, after uh, two issues of fill-ins, the regular story resumes in what I think is a really effective issue. And I, I agree with him. It, it, you know, it's neat to see the, the legions starting to sort of come together. Um, it, actually, notable is the fact that they, they kind of see defeat in this issue um, because they 
deal with Roxas separately as opposed to as a team. And I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, he says, uh, this is the issue where Roxas attacks the ex-Legionnaires on Winneth at Garth and Imra's Lightning Ring Plantation. For me, the highlight of this issue is the depiction of Roxas. Keith really got a handle on the character by this time, and our dialogue followed through effectively enough that he really comes across as an utterly ruthless killer who's completely off his rocker, and in a twisted way, pretty funny. Again, I think that the direction the character took may have pivoted on a, a chance comment I made when when Keith was proposing some major power for Roxas, and I replied with little enthusiasm and said, I envisioned, envisioned him as someone who was enormously dangerous, but not because of a particular physical power. While it was off the mark as to what I was trying, well, uh, what I was really trying to express, I finished the thought by saying, like the Joker. And I think that planted the seed for what Keith's Roxas became. He's certainly not the Joker. He's more insane and more violent than most depictions of the Joker, but we definitely got an interesting take on the character by letting the Joker inspire us a little. Upon rereading this issue, a couple of the Roxas bits got me laughing out loud all these years later. Perhaps my favorite is on the first page of the issue when he's checking into a hotel disguised as an alien with a bald, green, elongated head. In private, Roxas' many voices take over, and we get this exchange that begins with some paranoid ramblings, segues into bravado, and morphs into quasi-poetry. I think the desk clerk suspected. There was definitely <laughs> suspicion in his voice. Man, talk about paranoid city. He didn't have clue one. Of course not. My disguise is infallible. <coughs> Excuse me. No one could possibly expect... How could they? So true. You look like a pickle, and you smell like one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's another good bit where Roxas stumbles across the reformed Lightning Lord and doesn't understand that Mechrans is no longer a villain. Roxas at first throws a fit, furious that another villain wants to horn in on his legionnaire killing spree. But Roxas tries to be mature about it and offers to share the privilege of wiping out the heroes. When good guy Lightning Lord tries to stop Roxas, the killer responds with typically juvenile hurt feelings. And I thought we were friends. I thought we were going to share. This, okay, so then is the Kono one that you mentioned. Um, then he says, Occasion, or um, another example of how our dialogue could alter the story came in uh, issue 10 and 12 with Devlin's minor storyline. Keith had come up with the notion of just having poor Devlin get lost and spend the adventure wandering the uh, plantation helplessly. But we added a line uh, when he first wanders off. What's that buzzing? Experience, implying that he was about to experience a painful encounter with Winneth's rose honeybees uh, that were mentioned just a couple pages earlier. So when the storyline picks up in 12, Devlin's in the hospital covered with welts, a fake Keith hadn't considered until our dialogue steered Devlin in that direction. But occasions when the storylines morphed like that were the exception. Keith was generally guiding these issues with a fairly firm, with a very firm creative hand and had some pretty specific business in mind for all pages and nearly every panel. I think we learned a lot from his resourcefulness and creativity in always managing to add a twist and fresh perspective to every piece of business through every story. I certainly took that as our cue to push ourselves to be creative and interesting in our dialoguing and when we plotted our own stories. The issue is a really good deal more violent than I'd have wanted to see, with some really brutal injuries being dealt out by Roxas. And we led people to believe they'd seen the deaths of Cam, Joe, and others. So there was a fair amount of negative reaction to this issue. 
Of course, Joe wasn't dead, and it instead instead been sent off to a, into a long term storyline elsewhere, while Cam would use his malleable Durlin form to survive what had, would have otherwise been fatal injuries. The closing page is a lead-in to our infamous Tenzel Kem in issue 11, and it's a great bit by Keith that captures our, captures our vision of Tenzel as a kind of benevolent, observe, absurdist mischief-maker. He's coming to Earth, which is under martial law and being run by an Earth-gov ho- um, hostile to the Legion, and Tenzel shows up with a herd of little walking coins as his currency of choice. I'm, and and he says, I remember it take again. Uh, I remember it taking me probably an hour of waiting through Legion history to find where the walking money had previously appeared, so I could actually accurately identify it. And now I can't remember at all where it came from. We identify it as Venturin. That makes sense. Um, and I think it's not actually accurate in terms of where it was supposed to come from in its initial appearance. I believe we never found the planet of origin, just decided to the game world of Ventura. It's obvious we were preparing the Tenzel fill-in during this time because we show Reap in one panel watching a vid screen that's showing wild archaeology and even mentions the Titan Presidents of Bismol, the goofy made-up archaeological subject matter that Tenzel, performing as a TV archaeologist, uses to cut through the red tape to get himself onto Earth. Of course, when 11 became another fill-in, after both 8 and 9 had been fill-ins, we all began to realize Keith wasn't going to be able to keep this book on schedule as plotter and penciler. Keith did deliver 12, 13, and 14, but then we ended up doing a four-issue fill-in to help get enough back on schedule to pencil 19 through 24. The last four issues of that streak were kept on uh, on course, in part because Al Gordon... Uh, plotted and dialogued those issues and was working very closely with Keith to keep things on course and on schedule. But the obvious solution, I think, was gradually dawning on everyone, which was to have Keith plot and lay out the issues, but hire someone else to actually pencil. And that's what we ultimately did in the late 20s, greatly cutting back on the number of fill-ins and story interruptions. I think we lost quite a bit when Keith wasn't penciling. There was a great deal of, of creativity and energy that he worked into his pencils, but it did turn out to be the way to keep things on schedule and give the stories a great deal more ongoing momentum. And that all, of course, comes from it's okay, I'm a senator.livejournal.com, where you can find all those things. All right. Any thoughts on that? No, I mean, it. it went to explaining all the thought processes that went behind yeah. the issue and everything. I mean, that was pretty thorough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. All right. Um, okay, so I guess we're down to uh, this week in Legion history. <laughs> okay. Gambling. That's Gambling. Exactly. Gambling. This week in Legion history. Gambling. All away. right. This week in Legion history, 55 years ago, uh, July 30th, 1964, Adventure Comics 324, The Legion versus Martin King, who was Jungle King's brother, which is the introduction and the introduction of the heroes of Lalor. 50 years ago, July 31st, 1969, Action Comics uh, 380. Half of Duo of Danzel falls in love with Nam Lore, whose hyper aura has turned her evil. This was the first issue that I bought that was like an old Legion comic. Everything I had was basically, um, you know, sort of uh, um, late 70s on. But I found that that particular issue of Action Comics and that was the story in it. 
and um, and that would be that would have been the first sort of quote unquote uh, Silver Age Legion comic that I bought. Um, twenty five years ago, August second, nineteen ninety four, Legion of Superheroes, Volume Four, Number sixty one, End of an Era, Part Six, Final Legion appearance before the Zero Hour reboot, and then also that week uh, came uh, Zero Hour Crisis in Time, Issue Number One. Uh, because it tracked backwards. It was issue four, issue three, issue two, issue one. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, on this very day as we record this, um, Legion of Superheroes, volume four, 119, which was a flashback to when Monel and Apparition were both members of L-E-G-I-O-N. Wait, were they? Or were they? Mm, or were they? <laughs> yes. Uh, 15 years ago today, uh, Justice League America, Another Nail, issue number three, which had uh, some Legion stuff. That was the Alan Davis um, um, sequel to his awesome series, uh, The Nail. Um, uh, also on that same day, Legion number 36, it's a Gail Simone issue. The cover had Karate Kid in a sniper's scope. Mm. What? Um, and 955 years ago, uh, from or years ago, <laughs> years from now, uh, <laughs> on July 28th, 2974, some boy and Shrinking Violet will join the Legion. Yay! Or will they? Yeah, yeah, they will. Okay. In yeah, some, they will. In some timeline, they certainly will. Yes. All right. Anyone got anything else to add? Nah. Mm-mm. Anything to plug? Mm-hmm. Anything to talk about? <laughs> no, just getting ready for Dragon Con. All right, that's all. Uh, I got Terrific Con next week. Terrific oh, sweet! Con. That so sounds terrific. Gonna hit hit those long boxes. We're gonna talk more about it next Sunday, I think, because I got a, I got a I got a grocery list of Legion related people who are gonna be there. Oh, very nice. Ooh. Very nice. Very cool. All my my, cr- my crossplay Dazzler is coming together. <laughs> Very I ordered nice. the, the to glitter that. blue makeup today. Yeah. Oh, very. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes off. I can't wait I to see two it. Two more things I want to get for it, and then it'll be a matter of just doing some a test run and see what it looks like, and then go what? <laughs> <laughs> and how long does it take to wash off? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's always key. Absolutely. Uh-huh. All righty then. Mm-hmm. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join us in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble and we can't quite get the thing running, but that's okay because we've got some venture and walking money that'll help us uh, put in the coin slot so that we can get going. And we will see you all next week. Next week, you're out of order. You're all out of order. <laughs> <laughs>